Move by Mamma Mia is the exercise app for anybody, anywhere. And in case you missed it, we dropped a brand new stretching collection that can be used to improve mobility and bookend your favourite sweat sessions. Mamma Mia subscribers get unlimited access to Move and we drop new workouts every single week. If you're on the hunt for movement that makes you feel good, head to move.mamamia.com.au and use the code MOVE10 to get $10 off a yearly subscription. You're listening to a Mamma Mia podcast. Mamma Mia acknowledges the traditional owners of the land we have recorded this podcast on, the Gadigal people of the Eora Nation. We pay our respects to their elders, past and present, and extend that respect to all Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander cultures. All grown up now, I think I'm ready to move on Hello and welcome to The Undone, a Mamma Mia podcast for people in their 20s navigating the world without a GPS. <laughs> I'm Emily, I am your co-host. I'm Lucy, I'm the other co-host. We both work here at Mamma Mia. We used to live together, we're best friends and we host this podcast called The Undone. So we've had a big week this weekend. We have. We actually went on Kiss FM, mm-hmm. Will and Woody for the drive home last week. Yeah, last week. And we had so much fun. So Emily actually started a massive and really important conversation. By about, accident, I want to yes. point out. <laughs> they were reading off our meme. So it's live radio and we have to like, you know, react in the moment. And they read off this meme of, you know, the episode we did about the things we would have done without the pandemic. And one of Emily's was cured her vaginismus. And they didn't know what that was. And they kind of brought it up in a, like a funny way. And Emily actually sparked this really important conversation about a condition that affects so many women. So much so that they had some feedback that we should talk about it more. And Emily went on the next day again. Talking about my vagina. Yes. Cured my vaginismus. What is your what is your vaginismus, if you don't mind me okay, asking? Okay, vaginismus is yeah. a condition that a lot of people don't know about. Yeah. It's a condition where, oh, I'm going to butcher this, oh, go for but it. where your kind of vagina, yeah. I'm about to say vagina. Of course you can. You've said it. Yeah. You've already said it. <laughs> we said vaginismus, it's fine. It's fine. It yeah. kind of tightens up and yeah. it makes penetrative sex extremely difficult. Gee whiz. Whoa. Wow, there that's, we are. Uh, that took a turn. That took a turn. <laughs> no, um, but you, you asked. You no, asked. I know. So, no, I know. So, no, we could have Googled it. It's a technical it. definition. Okay. okay. But, like, it was just such a proud moment because that is not a conversation that happens very often on national radio, especially not hosted by men. And I was just sitting there being like, shit, that's cool. It's really cool. Oh, thank you. But, yeah, we have talked about my vaginist. Well, I think we touched on it lightly, yeah. but it was really cool to see. Like, bittersweet, there's actually so many so women many. who suffer with this condition and are just silently suffering. So it was really nice. And it was really nice that they gave us a space to just be completely candid. Totally. We loved it. If you haven't heard it, you can go and listen to it on their website, I believe. You can listen back to other episodes. So go check it out. So Emily's dating again. Yes, I am. And this week on the show, we're going to talk about an experience she's had now that she is dating again. And we're going to read a date. I've stopped now. (laughs) We're done. (laughs) Emily was dating again. (laughs) And then I'm going to read Emily a dating diary from someone who had a very messy one night stand. But first, I need to talk about main character energy. I feel like we both have main character energy. I would be offended if you said I didn't have main character energy. I think one of us is a bit more main than the other, not going to lie. Who? Me. (laughs) Obviously. (laughs) You didn't even have to ask. (laughs) Okay. So I need to make a couple of important distinctions first. Mm -hmm. So main character energy, this is the definition from Urban Dictionary. 
A person that unintentionally lives, breathes, and is the protagonist in a story or a series. Obviously, the story oh. being their life, but it's not intentional, right? Oh, I'm pretty intentional about my no, story. No, I think you're pretty unintentionally really? main character. Yes, I think this energy is someone that just like commands a room, is just very interesting as a person, so much so that other people are interested in them. Like, there are factors that go into it. We're sitting and talking on a podcast right now that people listen to. That's interesting. It is You know, you add little things to the list. <laughs> but then there's main character syndrome. Mm. I don't know if anyone's ever distinguished these before, but we're going to. When someone thinks they're the main character of their oh, life, God. usually comes with a side of individuality complex, quirky style, and a self-centered point of view. So what's the difference? So the difference is the main character energy is a confidence that exudes from someone. They just happen to be interesting. They're not trying all that hard. Or, you know, it doesn't appear that they're trying all that hard. It's a vibe. Syndrome is when someone is trying really hard to be the main character, not only in their life, but in other people's lives too. Oh, no. Aren't you automatically the main character of your own life? You should be. Yeah. Like you you absolutely should be because if someone else is, you're not doing it right. You're shrinking yourself down to, you know, just cater to other people. It doesn't mean you have to be like over the top confident, but... There are wallflower main characters. You know, we've seen many movies where it's like the shy girl who's just like really artsy and quirky. Like it's not necessarily Hannah Montana. It's like you can still be the main character without being over the top, but you should be the main character in your own life. Do you think there are people who are like, I'm not the main character of my own life. In fact, I think I'm just working the cameras. (laughs) I think that there are people who think they're a supporting role, but... (laughs) But that is an important part of the main character. Tell me how. (laughs) Because what do we like about protagonists, like positive protagonists? They're good to their friends. They're good to their family. They look out for each other, all that kind of stuff. But if you're going home at night and thinking, how can I adjust my own lifestyle to cater for someone else who is the main character in my life? Hang on a minute. Hang on. (laughs) We need to go therapy. We need therapy because you're in a cult. (laughs) Congratulations. I asked some people who they thought exuded main character energy. And I saw Rihanna, Lizzo, Harry Styles, Emma Chamberlain, Abby Chatfield. And I thought about, you know, what makes someone a main character. I think in the age of influencers, because obviously Lizzo is obviously Lizzo. 100%. That's a celebrity, right? So I don't even know if that's a main character more than that is a celebrity. I feel like depending on the person you ask, every celebrity would come up as a main character. Correct. So I feel like they shouldn't count. Because there's a lot of public vested interest in them. Yeah. I think in the age of influencers and social media, everyone is, an, is a main character. So I do this and you do this as well. I'm just calling us both out. Updates on their daily life. <laughs> Who gives a fuck? Why am I looking at a photo of your lunch? With no tag. Like, it's not helpful. You haven't, hey, uh, <laughs> I do it too. It's a good lunch. Yeah, but you haven't told me where to get it from. You haven't told me what's in it. <laughs> do you research. Like, no. My research is that I follow you. Okay, right? yeah, that's true. So it's just like I've just posted this so that you know that I ate lunch and this is what I ate today. Mm. And it's like, oh, okay, who cares? But people do care. It's like you versus interest or like photos of self with no helpful info. So I do this all the time and I catch myself out. Today I posted a photo of myself after the gym just like because I look cute. And then I was like, I know I'm going to get DMs saying, hey, where'd you get that top from? Hey, where'd you get those tights from? So I was like, delete, re-upload with some helpful info because initially I was just like, look at me, 
Yeah. Here I am. But sometimes you need to do those look at me posts to get your algorithm up. Because yeah, yeah. I'll post something about racism and Instagram's like, <laughs> nope, I'm not showing this to anyone. And then I post like a hot selfie and they're like, everyone look at this. <laughs> it's amazing. But I think, correct, in the age of influencers, you can tell who believes they're a main character because they'll post to their story like. But that's main character syndrome. I feel yes. like influencers have main character. Like we have main character syndrome when it comes both. to our Instagram. We have both. But, like, it's people who just post, like, hey, guys, manifesting this morning. <laughs> or, like, a meme about positive affirmations or whatever. Or, like, a photo of the book they're reading yeah. on a page and you're like, I'm not going to read this. And also, what book is it? You've just opened a page. I can't even tell. So it's, like, not a recommendation. It's just you want to show me that you're reading and you're an intellectual. I do this all the time. I read one book a year and I'm like, look at this book I'm reading. Emily knows that I don't read and she's probably Lucy like, saves the photo and just posts it, like, every three months. <laughs> just reminding one. you all that I'm really smart. But I think... That is the syndrome and there are people that I've had to unfollow. I also hate when they do a story and they say, something's coming soon. Uh, Just tell me when it's here. Like, yeah. what, what, are you, what are you trying to tell me? It's coming soon. I don't care. Watch this face. And, and it's I'm a photo like, of themselves. Watch this face. The watch worst this one. face is really annoying because it's kind of just like, what space? <laughs> what am I watching? I'll watch it when you post it to your story. Like, I've watched this one. I usually mute people who exude it in a way that's kind of just like I just don't care that much and I'm sure people feel that way about me and I'm like totally fine with it and like I honestly am like I sometimes post things and I'm like god I'm a dickhead like Mm. who cares so I actually have a kind of dating diary okay my own but I want your opinion on it okay so this is a date that happened a few weeks ago And it made me realise that I have such a strong gut instinct, like most women do, but mine's so strong that I just take advantage of it. Okay. And I act like a silly girl. (laughs) Tell me. So I was dating this guy, everything was fine, and then it came to the point where it was leading up to, I think, our third or fourth date. That's pretty serious. (laughs) Pretty serious for me. I think a fourth date is like we both show we're interested enough in each other to really spend some time 100%. And then I got the feeling just because, you know, when you're speaking to someone constantly every single Mm -hmm. day, you kind of understand their tone on such a deep level. Mm. And when that kind of communication shifts on their part, it's very, very obvious for the receiver. So I felt that shift. I felt he wasn't being as open with me. He wasn't talking to me as much. He was taking longer times to reply to my messages. He was still replying, but it was definitely different. And my gut instinct was like, I've been here before. If you're a longtime listener, you would know that I was dating someone around this time last year and pretty much the same thing happened, except that it went on for a whole month. Mm -hmm. So he was really into me. He stopped liking me, which is fine. Feelings can change. But he did this whole like shift in communication for a whole month. And then I just waited for him to break up with me. It's a slow way of ending things with someone and it's inhumane. Yeah. Like it's just, it's so much easier to just be like, hey, my feelings have changed rather than keep someone on the line. And I was going to say this is prime real estate for gaslighters. Because 100%. You're, I'm sure you're going to say that you said, hey, what's going on? Yeah. So, <laughs> so pretty much exactly what you said. When someone's feelings change, it's so obvious for the other yeah. person because you just automatically change your behavior towards them. So I was like, I can't go through this for like another month like I know this feeling it was this very toxic relationship I was having with myself where every hour that passed where he didn't message me I just get more and more sad and more and more depressed and then he'd message me and I'd suddenly perk up and I'm like I'm having the best day of my life I'm like I 
found this pattern so recognizable from the last guy I dated. So I'm like, I can't do this again. I messaged him and I was like, I know something's up. I feel like we should just leave it on a good note because we've had such a good time together. Let's just be friends or end it. And then he replied and he pretty much confirmed what I was saying. He's like, you're so right. He wasn't feeling like the dating right now for personal reasons, which I'm not going to repeat. But he pretty much agreed with me. And I was like, okay, cool. In my head, because I had ended it. Yeah. So in my silly little brain, I felt like I had the power of the situation. And I was like, he actually does want to date you, but you ended it. <laughs> so this is your fault. So I messaged him and I'm like, let's get him Oh no. <laughs> it's like, I think we should keep dating. <laughs> this is the next day as well. And I messaged him this because after I ended it, I didn't get that mourning feeling. Mm. Because in my head, I was like, I still have the power. Technically, I could still continue yeah. this relationship. And I messaged him, I'm like, let's hang out, let's go out, let's keep dating. And he was like, what? And I was like, yeah, I feel like we should keep dating. I want to keep dating you. And he's like, you literally just ended it yesterday. And I'm like, yeah, but I want to keep it. And he's like, I told you that I don't want it. Like, what are you doing? I feel like you've done this 180. Like you opened a door for me. He was- I walked through it and now you've invited me back. <laughs> he was a very confused man. And the poor guy had to reject me because uh. in my head, I didn't believe it was really over until he physically rejected me. Oh. So I had to force him and be like, no, you just need to tell me that you don't, you don't like want to date me anymore. So then I can. And then the minute that happened, I was like, okay, now I'm sad. And I felt it. Oh. It was huge. And know- this is why your gut feeling sucks. Yeah, but it's strong. It is strong. And you know, you're so right. I've been there as well. And you're like, don't gaslight me into pretending this hasn't changed because at least he admitted that it had changed. Yeah. I've been in situations where it's like, no, I'm just really busy at work. And it's like, okay, you're not that busy at work. I also have a busy job. And what happened to the last three weeks where you had time to reply? But then as your gut instinct, you need to check in with it and be like, okay, no, like I'm going to get hurt here. But I'm glad you listened to it. But how are you feeling now? I'm feeling very betrayed by my guy. <laughs> by instinct. yourself? <laughs> by myself. I feel like that it was probably the first time that I 100% listened to my gut instinct. Like I've been dating for like six years now. And every time I've had this such clear feeling that something was going to end, I just let it play out and mm. let them do their thing to me. So this was the first time where I took kind of advantage of my gut instinct and was like, no, I know exactly what is happening here. And I was right. And my gut instinct was like, congratulations, you're right. And I was like, fuck you. No, I didn't want to be right. And then I just keep thinking like if I never had, because we had planned another date, like we were going to see each other. And I was like, if I never called it, would we still be dating? And it would just been like a very toxic, slow burn of us breaking up. But would I prefer that? I don't know. No. You, you put- I, I want to say I wouldn't because no one would. But I'm like, have I just missed out this opportunity of going on like a few more dates with a really nice person? Okay. And so you can get more intense feelings for them only yeah. to then be crushed further. Yeah. No. Bestie. <laughs> <laughs> like, look, Emily and I live together. We're both single. We've seen each other go through this situation quite a few times. And if you're in this situation right now, just know that it's literally always easier to rip the Band-Aid off right now because I don't know about you, it sounds the same. The more I see someone, the more I'm like, surely they're feeling the same way as me. Mm. Surely this is serious for them too. And then there's nothing more painful to be like telling your friends and family and like being like, yeah, I'm dating this really nice guy. And then the communication changed and you go home to your parents and you're like, oh, no, that was never really a thing. It just wasn't a big deal. 
And they're like, okay. <laughs> it's, it's telling the family and friends. So bad. So moral of the story is listen to your gut instinct because it is always correct. But then sometimes if you don't want to be correct, forget about it. It's toxic. <laughs> so please make me feel better. Tell me if you've had a similar situation where your gut instinct has either rescued you from a date or betrayed you in the worst possible way because I want to hear all your stories and we'd love to also read them out as some dating diaries. We have an anonymous confessions form in our show notes so you can tell us your stories without revealing your identity. Or if you do want to reveal your identity, you can slide into our DMs at The Undone Podcast or at Emily Vernon or at Lucy M. Neville. Okay, I've got a dating diary for you. I'm so excited. It's, Please make me feel better. It's very messy. Okay, the best thing the better. Had sex with this dude in a tent at a festival. <laughs> Didn't know I got my period until the next day when, I cannot make this up, his chin had some dry blood. Kudos for going down, lol. And parts of the sleeping mat and tent look like a murder scene. I have never left a one-night stand faster. Still think of him to this day as his mouth did magic. But I would never be able to look at him in the eyes again. Or the chin. <laughs> That's the story. What do you mean one night stand? So what, she was tent hopping? No, they're at a festival. So like you meet someone at a festival, you go back to the tent. Yeah, but what if her tent's like right next to his? Is I that? Mean, she could have gone home, I guess. The best thing the about tent. those overnight festivals is that you wake up at like 3am and you see everyone doing the walk of shame yeah. to their own tent. Yeah, yeah. No shoes usually. No shoes. Just like with all like dirt on them, what glitter you, everywhere. What would you have done? If I saw blood on a man's face, yeah. I'd be like, oh, it looks like you've injured your chin somewhere. Yeah, That's really, really weird. weird. You've cut your chin. You should probably get you're that checked so, out. You go check that out. I'll go <laughs> back and get some rest. I'm all for it. And also I think she's assuming that he didn't know. He might have known like, and just been totally fine with it because I'm like. No, if he knew, he would have wiped it off, girl. I don't know. I'm like, <laughs> he wouldn't have gone to sleep with blood on his chin going, this is fine. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Look, go to a festival. You might have had some beverages. I just think, like, there's a very good chance, I know lots of guys who are into period sex, whatever, that it wouldn't have been, like, something that he would have woken up and been horrified by. Mm. To be honest, I always put myself in this situation and I feel like as women we carry so much shame around our period and sex and it's like you just assume that men are going to be disgusted by it. I've actually had so many encounters where it's just like, oh, yeah, for sure. Yeah. I don't know a single man I've been with who hasn't been okay with Period sex? Yeah, period sex. I'm like, this is my horniest time. Yeah. Let's go. It is. It actually is. Like, it's the best time to do it. Everything's always wet. <laughs> always. It's seven days of the month where I'm a freak, okay? Yeah. So <laughs> Can't get pregnant. It's like a win-win. No, that's not true. That's not true? <laughs> that's not true. Please still wear a condom. I have some messages to send. That's all we have time for on The Undone this week. I have a recommendation before we go. Oh, tell me. If you feel like getting lost in something extraordinary, Emma Gillespie, who is our colleague here at Mamma Mia, is also the host of a show called Extraordinary Stories. And on this season, it delves into the glamorous and scandalous life of Linda Evangelista, the supermodel who vanished. To listen, you have to be a subscriber to M+. But we're going to give you a little cheeky sneaky peek right now. Even her junior high school teacher, Josephine Baranek, knew what might lay ahead for Linda penning it in her yearbook. Something I really believed in. I said, see you on the cover of Vogue. I did know early on that I wanted to model. I had no idea it was going to happen yet, and I guess they knew it too, and I didn't ever think it possible to be on the cover of Vogue. I thought it was just a very nice thing of her to say. 
as we mentioned before, you can find us on Instagram. We also have our anonymous confessions form in the show notes. You can tell us anything there. Sex stories, dating stories, sad stories, happy stories, anything. Just something if you don't want your identity tied to the story. (laughs) You can also rate and review us on Apple Podcasts. Not only can they, they must. You must. And you must give us five stars. Yeah, if it's anything less than five, this doesn't apply to you. I heard a rumour that if you give less than five stars, your whole computer crashes and burns. Are you serious? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I would just advise against that. This episode of The Undone was produced by Emmeline Peterson. Bye. See ya.